Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio. Trio uses technology to enable organizations to prioritize the employee experience during every work-life transition that occurs in the workplace. And welcome to Pep Talks with Trio, where our expert partners share advice and discuss the workplace transitions that matter to you. Keep listening as we connect the dots between what's happening in life and work, because guess what? Life happens at work. And in today's Pep Talk with Trio, we're joined with our expert partner, Martine Beaumont, co-founder at Select Wellness. Hello, Martine. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Lovely um, to Tessie, be here. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and the work that you do at Select Wellness? Will do. Um, so I've been in private practice as a counsellor and a psychotherapist for over 25 years, but I also am co-founder of Select Wellness. And in that business, we work with a diverse range of organisations supporting all their employees um, and their leaders around their mental and physical well-being. Uh, so we've done that for around about oh, eight, nine years now. Wow, very established. And you must have seen, I'm guessing, from the sort of the last two years to the six or seven years prior to that, what's been one of the biggest changes and shifts in both physical and or mental wellness? Uh, I think there's definitely been an increase in burnout, uh, but it's not only increase in burnout, it's the severity. So there was an article four months ago in the Sydney Morning Herald where they said that one in five employees who were resigning from their workplace were doing it because they were suffering from extreme burnout. So it seems like burnout isn't even sufficient enough a word to describe what we're all feeling right yeah. now. It's now going to be extreme. <laughs> And what, so what sort of classifies extreme burnout and why, why are we, why are we at extreme burnout when actually some people would say we have, you know, we're working from home, it's easier, we don't have to do the commute, we're at, with our families, you know, is this, is this pros and cons to that? <laughs> yeah, I think there's very much pros and cons to all of that. Um, I think there's been like a perfect storm. If you think of a perfect storm that's contributed to this increase in the intensity of burnout and the prevalence. So look at societal influences. You know, we've got, you know, we've been exposed to COVID, bushfires, flood, COVID, you know, again, um, that all feeds uncertainty and powerlessness. Um, we're also living in a 24-7 digital world where we actually work on screens and we rest on screens, and that definitely has an impact on burnout and burnout prevention. Um, there has been an ex escalation in mental illness. So, you know, if it's not us who's suffering from mental illness, it's the people around us, um, and particularly leaders at work, are being called on to support people more emotionally. Um, so that really takes a toll as well. Then you've got your workplace influences. So there's actually been a rise in sort of below the line or toxic workplace behaviours in part as a result of all the Zoom culture. So when you're on Zoom, um, often people sort of instead of looking at the nonverbals to check that everything's okay, they presume the worst and they make up that someone doesn't like them or they've done the wrong thing or they, oh. and then that sort of feeds. And so you're dealing with a lot more sort of self-doubt and all that ruminating and questioning whether you're doing a good job. Um, Zoom itself, you know, virtual itself eats up 30% more glucose in the brain. So, you know, even that alone. And what would um, that do to us? 
Well, that's that means where it's sucking our glucose, it's sucking our, you know, oh, so and then exhaust, exhaustion. Yeah, it's exhaustion. Yeah. So that's why the level of exhaustion is far more. We're dealing with staffing and skill shortages. Um, and then, you know, the definition of stress is balancing kids and work at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sat at home, that's just not possible a lot of the time. <laughs> um, so there also might be stuff happening in your life. It might be the nature of your role. If you are someone who's working in a people team, uh, so we've found that anyone who's working with people is far more sort of prone to burnout or suffering from more extreme burnout at the moment just because they've been like the emotional mops in their organisations, you know, going around and sucking up everybody's emotions and then having nowhere to put that themselves. Um, so I'm sure there's, you know, a, a heap of other influences, but that's just some of them that can help you understand the perfect storm and normalise, you know, if you're feeling you know, absolutely exhausted and a bit despondent and not as engaged and feel like you're not functioning as you normally would, um, you're definitely not alone. And there's a lot of very good reasons why. One thing you said there about, um, you know, people, when you're looking at Zoom and you, you're, you don't have those sort of other cues, you just have a face and you automatically assume the worst. You know, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because when you're in the office um, and you're in a physical meeting, um, you there's so many other things that you can take from people to understand. And then you have that social connectivity, that social connection, yeah. you know, the social capital that you get within an office, you know, where you can leave a meeting and then you're chatting to somebody in the cafe and, you know, you, yeah. it, it doesn't go beyond what's, you know, what you might assume negatively on a Zoom meeting. Yeah. So you might have had a difference. Maybe you've had a major difference, but then you're in the tea room and you have a cup of tea and laughing about what you did on the weekend. So it's like yeah. your way of like re-establishing connection and calming each other's brains down. Yeah. So what can we do? You know, we're many, many organizations are hybrid working, we're remote working. So many people don't want to go back into the office. You know, lots of organizations want to bring some people back into, you know, there's this whole challenge and mix for organizations, employees going on. And, you know, we've got introverts and extroverts and all of the oh, multiple things and pe people's personal lives and work lives and everything's blended um when you're how what, what are the tips what can we do you know if we're experiencing burnout or we believe we are or we're leaders and we are mops as you're saying you know what are the tips what are what is select talking to their people your clients about around how can organizations help manage this new way of working what are your tips for leaders what are your tips for employees that might be feeling despondent how do we how okay, do we change couple, couple of things there so you mentioned hybrid working. So the most recent studies coming out on that are saying hybrid working is actually more exhausting than remote working. Um, okay. uh, now, don't panic because I actually think that this is similar to remote working. In the beginning, we were all like, oh, my God, what is this? How do we do it? And we all got into our rhythms and worked out our routines. I actually think the same thing is going to happen with hybrid, but we're going to go through a bumpy sort of any sort of transition as trio would very well know. It's always bumpy. <laughs> it's always bumpy. Um, so that's the hybrid working piece. And I think um, that comes back, whether it's, um, you know, burnout or, you know, remote working, dealing with the challenges of remote or hybrid working, a lot of it is about just reestablishing boundaries and routines that prioritise self-care. Because if you look at the definition of burnout, 
okay, it's defined as a syndrome from from, uh, exposure to chronic workplace stress that hasn't been adequately managed, that hasn't been successfully managed. Mm. So that's the piece I often stress is like, you know, we can't control all that list of stuff that I just mentioned. A lot of that's out of our control. But what we can do is learn very little ways to manage ourselves and to manage our self-care intentionally. So, you know, acknowledge that, you know, you're probably a rare bird if you're not burnt out right now. Um, It's very normal. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't mean that you're not a highly functioning, successful person. Mm. Uh, It means that you've actually lived through a really difficult time. Yeah. Acknowledge that. Give yourself a bit of um, encouragement. Let the people around you know and then take really small steps. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself with working on your well-being. That's the last thing you want. <laughs> and then, then, yeah, you know, hit yourself with the shitty step because you're not doing it good enough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then you just go down the cycle of hopelessness. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really you just want to pick, you know, one thing to work on at a time and take very small steps towards it. So the most powerful things you can generally work on are something as simple as making sure every morning when you get up that you're exposed to 10 minutes of sunlight. Mm. Yeah, not through a glass window, not through your sunglasses, but there's something that happens when sunlight hits your pupils that it promotes really healthy melatonin and cortisol cycles. So when you're burnt out, basically you've been in fight or flight for a very long time. So you need a lot of repair around cortisol. So just that little, you know, just starting with that little daily ritual. Um, Then I always recommend, um, you know, don't attempt, don't say, okay, I'm going to start to meditate. That's going to fix everything or to meditate for half a day. There's no way a burnt out brain can sit and think about nothing. And all you're going to do is just sit there thinking about, you know, how you all should think that you're not meant to be thinking about. Can I, why yeah. can't my brain just shut down? Yeah. yeah. So let's be realistic. Um, when I work with our clients, I get them doing 30 second, it's 30 second mindfulness meditations, but during the day, don't bookend your self-care. It's during your day at work that your cortisol is being sort of raised bit by bit by bit if you wait to the end of the day you're never going to get it down Mm. and then you get that lovely cortisol wake up call at two in the morning and start thinking and then it all starts again so the one useful thing you can do with these zoom virtual calls is you can use them as a trigger or a cue so every time you finish a meeting or a zoom call think okay i'm going to do a 30 minute listen in I'm going to close my eyes I'm going to listen for every layer of sound that I don't normally pick up I'm just going to sit here and feel each and every one of my toes against my socks for 30 seconds I'm going to look for every shade of green that I possibly can Um, so it's just a good way of just connecting grounding slowing down yeah and then you could alternate that with um, a really simple breathing practice. So any of your chosen breathing practices, I like the six, seven, eight, where you go in through the nose for six, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. You do three rounds of that. That has been proven to actually wash a little bit of cortisol out of your system. So you do that a few times during your day um, and you do that consistently over a few weeks. You know, you're going to start feeling calmer, less overwhelmed and giving your poor brain a break. (laughs) 
What if we did as sort of leaders, if what if we instigated something like that breathing exercise at the beginning of every Zoom meeting, we're going to take 30 seconds, shut down your eyes, ground yourself, come into the present moment and do that six, seven, eight breathing exercise three times. And now we're going to start the meeting. I ask so many of my leaders to do that. Some of them do, some of them get a little bit embarrassed, but if you get enough people doing it and it makes the biggest difference, you know, if that's a gift you can give to your team because often we don't give us ourselves permission. We yeah. don't want to be perceived as lazy or, you know, unwilling to help. Yeah. Or So if you get a leader doing that on a work call, that is one of the most profound things you can do to, to re-energize your workforce. Mm. Uh, another really easy thing you can do if, if you're feeling depleted during the day is just sit and reflect on one thing that you've done, that you think you've done well, or a way that you've acted that you're proud of that day. So that releases a little bit of dopamine that buffers your adrenaline, that mm. increases your adrenaline, and it helps you get through the day. Do you know that gratitude exercise is actually something I used in the first lockdown. It was such a tough, um, that first one, I found particularly hard. And I had a gratitude journal and it took you, it, you know, you had, it, it had all of the prompts in there, but you had to wake up in the morning and um, say three things that you wanted to achieve in that day. And then at the end of the day, be thankful for three things that um, had happened and some of them were just so basic yes. you know in terms of what I was thankful for um, but it's it you know it, it it took me through a whole year I did the whole year and um, I just feel that it really just helped me stay centered stay in the present moment and look at the positives because there was that you know so much fear and negativity that it can be so overwhelming, but, you know, yeah, I agree, you know, looking at what, what have I done well, you know, what, have, what yeah. am I thankful for sort of, and just trying to shift that mindset is actually really powerful. To more of a positive bias and a negative mm -hmm. bias. I would say if you are really burnt out right now, I wouldn't even go three things, just choose right. one thing. It's, yeah. you know, sometimes people get overwhelmed at just, Oh my God, I've got to think of three things. Just think of one thing. And if it's and if it's something that you think that you've done well or that that's um, you know, a lot of people who are prone to burnout, it's because they're very harsh on themselves. They've got a very harsh self-critic. So it's doing sort of a double whammy that that action is is you you're experiencing gratitude, but you're also reflecting back something good about yourself mm. and being kind to yourself. Um, you know, which, which very much helps with burnout. So on that basis, then I guess when we're looking at what self-care that we can do, instead of giving ourselves a list of 10 things we need to do every day, start yeah. with one, because start if we are one. sort of burnout, you know, when you're sort of starting, like say like a diet program or something, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to do all of these things. Yeah. And then it lasts maybe three days. And you're it's like, like no, a new year's resolution, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Completely. So, you know, so breathing would be one of them. Yeah. 20 seconds of just mindfulness and quiet time. Yeah. The ritual of in the morning, getting that sunlight on, you might have yeah. tea at the same time, anything sensory. Mm. So because burnt out brains get stuck in doing and thinking, doing and thinking, what burnt out brains most need, but are not doing is sensing. Mm. So by that, I mean, you know, have a hot bath, you know, dive in the cold ocean, yeah. um, 
I do the two minute cold at the end of my shower, which is great. a little bit yeah. crazy, but it works. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> but anything sensory, even patting your dog, anything. So when you do have time out and you feel exhausted, the temptation is to just flop on the couch, watch Netflix, eat junk food, have a glass so of wine. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to do that, but if you can just make sure you do 15 minutes of something that's sensory, and what I include in sensory is a really meaningful conversation with someone as well where you're really present. Yeah. Um, so yeah. just doing that will gradually help. Um, yeah. I read that yesterday actually, picking up the phone and talking to somebody you love or somebody yeah. that you're close to is actually a really beautiful way just to disconnect and reconnect. It's a yeah. bit like going out in nature, isn't it? You know, it just is. having the, even if it's, you know, raining at the moment, but, you know, the cold air or the wind on your face or, you know, the sand between your toes, it just takes you away from the, the mundane. And what but about sort of creativity? Oh, creativity, absolutely. Because in, when you're creative, you're in the positive part of your thinking brain. Mm. You're, you're in that free roaming. Um, but what you find is often burnt out, people find it hard to be creative. You know, if you want to test if you're burnt out, sit mm. down and try and read. Well, you're never going to read a book, but try and read a reasonably long article. And if you're having troubles getting through that, yeah. odds are you're burnt out. Um, so anything creative, listening to music or, but don't get disappointed if you find something you normally would be really creative about, you're not because a burnt out brain struggles even with that. Yeah. Music is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So could organizations, if they believe that they have a high a workforce suffering with high levels of burnout, could they create sort of team days which are specifically structured to being creative? You know, we're going to take a morning off. We're going to do, even if it's just something online, you know, but forcing their, forcing sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> Encouraging everyone to switch off from work, get into that different part of the brain. You know, would that have positive outcomes? I think it would. I think it would definitely be better than the resilience workshop, put it that way. <laughs> I'm not a fan of resilience workshops being offered to people who are burnt out. I think it's sort yeah. of. <laughs> but I guess and the, the other thing, if, if you're burnt out, often it's like, I don't have time. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I don't have time to do this stuff. You know, we're, you know, all, often yeah. back to back in Zoom meetings. So we're literally going from one phase to another, boom, boom, boom. And there is no time in between each yeah. one to sort of take our time, you know, take time out or to do something for ourselves or to reconnect. And I guess these are, just the bad habits that we've fallen into because we're often working from home. I mean, back in the day, you would maybe walk to a client meeting yeah. and have a face-to-face meeting. Then you'd have that period walking back or taxis, whatever, yeah. to disconnect, reconnect, you know, have that downtime and then get back into it. We don't have these sporadic times in the day where even if we're just commuting, you know, that you have the time for, to go from work to home, it's just so blurred. So it's, I guess finding boundaries of having, yeah, boundaries and toolkit that we can, you know, pick in, you know, and, and pull out what we need at the time. And then having the wherewithal to know, actually, I'm feeling, this is what I'm feeling. It's okay to be feeling like this, but what am I going to do about what it? What am I going to do about it? Rather than just collapse, what can I do that's going to be really beneficial? And yeah. just a 15-minute sensory good exercise 
um, with someone that you like, uh, yeah. you know, can make the world of difference. It's interesting what you were just saying about, um, you know, the workplace offering, um, you know, a day of creativity. I'm finding at the moment when workplaces do that, people are so overworked and understaffed that they almost panic at what they're going to come back to. So I almost feel like a workplace, it would be better if they sort of hired an extra person or (laughs) said, you know, while you're away, we're going to have this person to do your work or, you know, um, because I think people, when when you're that overwhelmed, the prospect of taking half an hour to go even to a wellbeing workshop is is too much. Yeah, um, yeah. We're really pushing our people too hard if we're at that. Yes, you know, that's a breaking yeah. point. It is. And if your it people is. are at breaking point, your organisation is at breaking, at breaking point. Breaking point. It is. Yeah. And then there's so many job options for people at the moment, and that's what we're finding. People are using resignation as their chosen self care. Yeah. Uh, and that's good. Often they're leaving actually quite good jobs, but um, yeah, they just. It's not good for the organization, is it? You know, it's not at all. Losing, it's not at all. Turnover is an extremely yeah. costly affair for an organization. So, really, finding ways to look after your people better is yes. more cost effective and effective and the right thing to do way of treating people and humans Um, yes as I say it's return on humanity let's forget about return on investment and talk about return on humanity I love that (laughs) before you go let's just wrap up um when we wake up in the morning get outside look up at the sun let's forget about the concerns around sunlight we're going to look look up into the sky we're going to get yeah yeah and that will help um, also help us sleep better at night. So it, it will readjust our circadian rhythms. Yes. Um, breathing exercises don't put the pressure on to do a whole uh, meditation, 30 yes. minutes of meditation, 30 seconds breathing, six, seven, eight, even that. But at intervals throughout the day. Yes. Is Consistency is key. Talking, find somebody that you love or that you love to talk to and pick up the phone, get outside um, at other times in the day. I know people talk about barefoot and grounding, but actually just getting outside is going to be, getting some exercise is going to be super beneficial. Um, Creativity, if we can can get that in, and music. Yes. So anything else that makes us um, feel good and uplifted. Oh, and also that what what's the one good thing I've done today, or what what am I proud yes, of today? What yeah. am I so a little lunchtime reflection, or sometime, you know, just really feeding your um, sense of self worth and self acceptance. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Martine. I've loved talking to you. There's many, many more topics that I want to talk to you about. So (laughs) we will definitely come back for part two, three, four, five and onwards. Um, But thank you so much for those uh, tips. It's a really critical um, issue in the workplace at the moment. And I'm sure people will find these super helpful. And I hope there's lots of bosses listening as well. (laughs) Yes. Let's start the six, seven, eight at the beginning of every Zoom meeting and just help our, our people to readjust and recenter. Great. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. We'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.